Hi, I'm Erin Hartz. Welcome to Grace Plus Boundaries, a weekly memoir in a podcast. I've realized through the past decade of my recovery that I learn the most about emotional maturity through listening to the triumphant stories of others. Are you yearning to unpack the effects of intergenerational trauma in your life? Do you want to stay true to your feelings, yet also learn how to accommodate the sensibilities of your loved ones? I'm dedicated to cracking the code of combining boundary setting with grace towards one another. Educate, evaluate, and evolve. Let's do this together. Welcome back. Thank you for coming and spending some time with me here. Today, I just felt the need to talk about suicidal ideation. I don't think I'm going to tell a personal story quite yet, but I do have someone close to me who seems to have some suicidal ideation, and I have definitely had it myself throughout the years here and there. And I just didn't really know what it was. And I think when we hear that other people have thoughts of harming themselves or have thoughts of not wanting to be alive anymore, it's very scary in our culture or maybe not even our culture everywhere to hear someone say that. And as I'm learning more and more about it over the years, I think that there is something to think about in not catastrophizing If someone has suicidal ideation, it doesn't necessarily mean they're actually going to kill themselves. So I agree with that. And I think a lot of health providers that I've spoken with, they're not that worried at a lot of points in that. But then I also think from my own experience of myself having these thoughts in the past and of this person close to me that has them, is that if someone does talk about wishing they were not here or feeling like a burden on others or hating themselves so much, that is is a cry for help. And I don't say that phrase minimizing that person experience. I'm saying that if I had told someone that I was having those thoughts, that is me trying to get help because I needed help back then, but I knew that I couldn't really talk to anybody about it because I think I knew that I wasn't I wasn't an active suicidal ideation I knew I wasn't going to go through with it but I did have a fantasy in my mind going on like this would be a lot easier if I was just dead and then I didn't have to deal with this life anymore I remember thinking that back in my marriage maybe the second year or so and I remember really having a, a rough time at one point and really wanting to just be dead. I didn't want to kill myself. I just, I didn't want to be alive anymore. I was in so much emotional pain that at times I just wished I was not there. And so this person that's in my life right now who's having these thoughts, there are some signs here that this person did tell me that they wanted to end their life and they were doing some self-harming behaviors and I, they were not things that were going to actually hurt them very much though at the moment. So I wanted to just discuss a little bit about what 
active versus passive suicidal thoughts might be. So someone with passive suicidal thoughts would be, this is when you have thoughts of suicide, like, I wish I could go to sleep and not wake up, but you have no real intention to harm yourself or plans to complete suicide. So that was from WebMD that I got that information. And then the alternative, the active suicidal thoughts, this is when you're not only having suicidal thoughts, but also have the intention to complete suicide. This may include having plans or a method to carry it out, for example, using a weapon. So those are some differences between the two thoughts. But in my opinion, both people or wherever you are on that spectrum of having those kind of thoughts, that means that it's time to talk to someone about it and it's time for someone to take it seriously. Because even if I call up my therapist, in the past I've met therapists that, you know, they'll say, well, you know, have you gotten, do you have any weapons close to you? Put those away, you know? And it's like, don't minimize what I'm going through. If someone's having these thoughts, they're obviously, they need some different coping mechanisms for their feelings because their feelings are overwhelming them. So anybody having these thoughts, in my opinion, means they need help. They need to have some kind of therapy of some sort. They need to have someone to talk to. They need someone to help them feel less alone. And I've heard that they probably need purpose too, because that's the thing if they have somewhere where they can volunteer or um, feel like they're giving back to the world, that seems to make a difference. Um, But I am definitely not an expert on it. I'm just discussing this because it's been on my mind. Um, And I also wanted to share some other things that they had here on WebND that I liked. I'll put that in the show notes if you can't tell what I'm saying. It says that what causes suicidal thoughts would be like feeling you're facing something difficult, lack of hope for the future, you're unable to come up with a solution or a way out of current situation. That's really when I was feeling it, when I felt like there was no there's no hope that my situation was going to change. I didn't know what to do about it. If there's a family history of suicide. So that's another reason why... I knew that I probably needed to get help for this person because there is a history of suicide in that person's family. If you have a history of that in your family, then it's much more likely that that might be an issue for you too. So that's another reason to tell someone about it and find some kind of support group or something. Here are some symptoms that they have on here of what to watch for. Um, Some people say suicidal ideation feels like they feel empty or hopeless, they're guilty or shamed, they're trapped or out of options, maybe they're in a severe mental or physical pain. That's definitely the person that I've been listening to is, I think, in some mental pain, um, like a burden to loved ones. Um, Some people could show signs outwardly, such as using more drugs and alcohol, acting aggressively, retreating from family and friends, severe mood swings, behave recklessly or impulsively. Another one stuck out to me that people giving away their valuables could be a sign of having some of these thoughts. And the person that I've been talking to about this at one point did that. I remember that they were kind of giving away some really prized possessions and it made me go, huh, that's interesting. And I think that they just need some help, you know. So me as a person in their life, I'm 
finding some help for them because this person is a minor and um, I hope that they get the help that they need because I can find them the help. I am finding the right therapist that might work for them and there's only so much I can do. You know, I want to do everything, but we can't live other people's lives for them, even if we want to, even if we really, really want to. So I don't know what you think about that episode, but I know that suicidal thoughts come in all shapes and sizes with a bunch of different ages of people. I've heard that it can happen as young as three even that these things can start coming into a child's mind. That's pretty rare, but I have heard of four and five-year-olds that it's happened to. Um, So if you're going through that, then, you know, reach out to me. We can talk about it. I don't know everything about it, but I could be here to listen because I have some knowledge that this happens and it's a major issue in in our culture right now and I want to take it seriously because I feel like a lot of the therapists I've talked to have not completely taken it seriously and I'm not talking about like the fact that okay maybe this person is not going to actually kill themselves today but does this person need coping skills does this person need to learn about themselves yes they do it is a cry for help and if we're around hearing that, then they need to go in for some extra support. Take care, survivors. You deserve a big high five and a smile in the mirror for showing up for yourself today. Thank you for your dedication to introspection and self-awareness because our personal evolution is what will make this world a better place. If you enjoyed the episode, please give me a five-star review and share it with a friend. And let me know if you want to be a guest to share how you are navigating intergenerational trauma in your life. You're welcome to join my free monthly goal-setting workshop on the first Wednesday of every month. Just DM me at iHeartsAaron.